Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we are talking about Disneyland food. Mm, girl. All food. So we our recent trip to Disneyland. We had kind of an early dinner. I feel like after this episode, I'm going to be hungry again. You're going to be hungry again? <laughs> Maybe. We, um, but yeah, we were recently at Disneyland. And we ate at a bunch of new places for us. Yes. Some, some places we, we've been to before, but a lot of like new places. And we said, we're going to try to eat at a variety of different places and let's rate all of this food. Yes. And so we're basically going to talk about it. And, and get, it was great. We had help too. We did. So, so it wasn't just us. We were with our, friends. our, our two friends, Jennifer and Kiefer. Yep. And then also at, at a point, their friend Danny also was yeah. with us. So we got not just our food palette like recommendations. We got other people um, and their recommendations too, which yeah. was good. Yeah. So a variety of food. And and the uh, the, the nice thing is too, uh, Jennifer and Kiefer, they eat plant-based. Yeah. So if you're somebody who's like vegetarian, interested mm-hmm. in plant-based. Vegan. Yeah. This is going to be great for you because- they tried all of those options so you're going to hear like yeah. what's good what's not good i will say we also had one place that i didn't eat there but the rest of the group did and unanimously gave it a one out of ten <laughs> so like you want to stay tuned for that and find out where you don't want to eat so talking through like the best places to eat because i will say while there was that one out of ten we also had probably the best dining experience we've ever had oh yeah by far any disney park anywhere around the world that we've been it was amazing now if any of the listeners are members of club 33 and you would like to invite us there so that we could have an even better dining experience contact us get a get a hold of us because we would love to join you yeah that was the one place we did not try yes we we did not try that we did we did not know the secret code we did not we wanted to i imagine there's just like a secret code to know yeah, it's like a word, like rosebud. Something like that, exactly. <laughs> but before we get into that, let's cover the Disney news of the week, as we always do. So uh, Disney announced Epcot is going to be a new wedding venue, part of the you know Disney wedding. So it looks beautiful. It's it's the new you know kind of world celebration area that they recently opened, which looks great at night. You have Spaceship Earth as your backdrop, um, but you can now get married there. They kind of have a picture with like all the seats lined up there, which would be a great place at night. I don't know that I want to do this during the day, like before park opens, but yeah. after at night with Spaceship Earth, it just looks absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I think that this would be a really cool place. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm eyeing stuff up for our 20th already. Oh, like I, a vow renewal. Yeah, yeah. like I, I actually legitimately want to get remarried, get a wedding gown, all that, all that jazz. At Disney though? I mean, uh, listen, I have... No idea. I, I might want to select a, a like a location too, like a like a um. Oh my goodness, what am I trying to say? Like a destination. Yeah, a destination. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Disney, like again, this looks gorgeous. They do a lot of these where you can do like the land, like Pandora. I think is another one that you can get married in there. It's so expensive, though. You know where I want to get married? Dis- where? Mickey's Wheel of Death. <laughs> no, I don't think they have. That is an. Extra- I don't think they have weddings at. I don't no. know if they do it at Disneyland that much. I'll, all I want, actually, you know what? We could probably just, we could just hook this up ourselves. We board with somebody who is a certified minister minister, yeah. and they marry us as we are sliding down and screaming and you can scream, I do, and all that. I think it would be great. I wonder if anybody has done that, like gotten married on that. I don't know, but I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I want to do it. Yeah. But what I was getting at is like these venues, it's very expensive. And especially like if you want to do one of these lands, because 
you only get like a couple hours. You have to do it like really late at night or really early in the morning because it's not when the parks open. So you're paying thousands and thousands of dollars. And a lot of them are like 20 people. Like it's not even like you can have a lot of people there. So, I mean, obviously Disney's expensive. Disney weddings are going to be expensive. But like if you want to do it in the parks, it's like it's like you and 10 people, you know, it's like $20,000. Like it's just something crazy. And then you have the people that spend hundreds of thousands that like rent out all of magic I kingdom. Mean, now that would be pretty cool. You rent out magic kingdom, but again, you're paying a couple hundred grand for that. I was going to say, we may be able to get 10 people possibly. Maybe. I mean, it's not bad. Honestly, for I don't know. We don't have huge families. I'm just saying, I don't know that it's worth it. That would come, yeah. I don't know that it's worth it for the price you pay and only an hour or two for the amount of money. Yes. Nah, it's a I nice backdrop, but it's like, that doesn't get you like anything on top of that. So, and then Disney had their earnings release this past week and a couple like kind of surprise announcements. One is that they are making Moana two <laughs> and it's coming out Thanksgiving of this year. It's a full length movie. And I immediately was like, wait, how, like where's this come from? Like they haven't been working on it. Like they haven't announced that they've been working on it. Now what this apparently is, is the Moana series that was going to be on Disney plus. They just decided to turn that into a feature length movie instead of being a series, which I think is a positive in and of itself, because I think that shows Disney's commitment back to theatrical releases and, and getting, you know, Disney animation and, you know, potentially does Pixar it, in the future off of like these limited series back into the theaters. Does it show that or does it show that they realize that if they put that kind of high production cost stuff on disney plus that it's basically sinking their money they can make some of it back if they put it in a well, yeah i mean i think theater. they probably that's the other thing that they probably saw the series was good and they figured this is going to do well in theaters and i think there is you know somewhat to be said about they need a turnaround kind of public perception the past couple of thanksgivings the movies have not performed well and kind of Thanksgiving is a big time for Disney animated movies. So you're going to have this. I believe they announced well, Zootopia 2 is coming out next Thanksgiving. It's Zootopia 2. And then I think in 2026 20, or 2020. I don't know. Then after that, it's Frozen 3. Three. I think to Toy Story 57 or whatever Five, they're on yeah, yeah. is like. So I don't know when the next time we're going to get an original disney animated film the originals don't do well i'm fine with all of these sequels. i see i'm not Moana i understand utopia I, I think it's gonna be great but i think it'll help change like i think what will be interesting is this thanksgiving this will come out i think this will do well i think you'll have zootopia 2 do well i think you'll have frozen do well and i think all of a sudden the you know the story of disney not doing well anymore will immediately turn of like disney is king of the box office again and all of their movies are great like i think some of it is just like they have to turn public perception. I do have the Frozen 2 hope where, you know, everyone loved Frozen. I was like, it's a pretty good movie. And then I went to see Frozen 2, which I was like, this doesn't need to exist. And I loved it so much more. One of my coworkers today said to me, I'm sorry, but I love Frozen 2 way more than Frozen 1. And I was like, me too, girl. So I get it. Like yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe Moana 1 was just trash compared to what Moana 2 is. I don't even know. I love Moana 1. So maybe they'll do something even cra like crazier with I it. I just hope this means that they are no longer making the live action Moana. 
Because that made no sense, and I don't think we need that. So hopefully... Yeah. Because everybody said it when that came out, like, just make Moana 2. So hopefully Moana 2 is taking place in a live-action Moana. I did have the question, though, for one second there. Like, are they just doing Moana 2 as a live-action? But it, it no, wasn't. It no, was animated. animated. Yeah. And then the other thing they announced is that they are going to be investing $1.5 billion into Epic Games, which is the maker of Fortnite. So this is Disney's foray back into video games. It's interesting. I feel like every few years, Disney invests in a video game maker, and they have big plans to make video games. Their games come out, they don't do well, and then they sell the company and get out of video games. So this is very cyclical. They're getting back into this. The idea here is they're going to make an entire kind of like Disney universe, and they're going to expand the is use this, of all you, of the characters in Fortnite. I was going to say, this is within Fortnite. Well, yeah, I think I think some characters have already been in Fortnite before, but like they talked about they're going to expand the use of Marvel and Star Wars and all of these other characters. And they, they had some footage of like, this whole, you know, like different islands in Fortnite, it looked like, that are all Disney. So it's going to be like this expanded universe in this. So maybe this is the one time Disney finally like catches on Gets to gaming right. here because they do have like a very like storied history with trying it, it fails, trying it, it fails. Um, this is a pretty big investment. So overall, the earnings was really good. Like Disney seems to be doing well. The parks are making uh, record money. It's the biggest first quarter the parks have ever had. Overall, Disney's doing well, so it seems, again, maybe the tide's turning on this whole thing of, like, Disney's done, and I think, you know, maybe Bob Iger, um, you know, his turnaround is, is kind of starting to take hold here. It makes me sad that they're doing well after the closing of, like, the Star Cruiser and stuff like that. Like I That just, was never going to move the needle one way or the other anyway. I'm just saying, I just worry that this is just their confirmation that taking risks is a bad thing and that they should just stick to what they do well and stick to the known things. Like, I, like that's my big fear with the company is they become stagnant and they just play to whatever will make money and what the investors want. Yeah, I mean, they did talk again about, you know, $60 billion in future investment across all the parks and the cruise ships and stuff, so... I mean, they, they are still talking like they have big plans for expansion and, and things going forward. Um, but I think to a certain extent, they had to kind of like stop the bleeding and they got to do the tried and true just to get things working again. And then they can jump off. Because if you look at it, they did the Star Cruise. They've done some of this other stuff. That was after a decade of extreme success in the movies were making money like every year. Disney was number one at the box office. I think they did $10 billion one year, which was like the most anybody's ever done. It was the theme parks doing well. They had built Shanghai. They were expanding and it allowed them to take risks. And I think now they kind of have to pull back, build that foundation again. I think maybe another five, 10 years, you'll see some more of those risks come back. All right. So let's jump into our main topic here, going through all the places we ate at, all the food we ate and our ratings. So let's start with Splitsville. Because that was the first place we ate at. So I had the steak and fries, which was $42. I'll try to give the prices for all these and like a little bit of a description. According to the Disney website, it says it's an eight ounce American Wagyu sirloin. On the menu, it called it a filet. It said nothing about Wagyu. So I have no idea what it actually was. I feel like if it was Wagyu they would have said Wagyu. Yeah, so I think it's That's actually, a buzzword. I think it's a filet, but it comes with shoestring fries and broccoli, which is interesting because they have two types of fries there because Key forgot the Impossible Burger, which was $24, and that came with crinkle fries. Yeah. So we got to see kind of two different fry options. Uh, and then Jennifer had the tofu and pineapple tacos, um, which were $21. That's marinated tofu, pineapple salsa, 
chipotle mayo, cilantro, pickled red onion, served with rice and beans on the side. Yeah, and I had the spicy vegetable bowl, which was broccoli, kale, and crisp mixed veggies that are stir-fried in kimchi tataki sauce and topped with avocado and green onions over rice. And I liked my meal. I was a little nervous about the kimchi um, because I just it's not something that I typically eat. So I was nervous, but I thought it was really tasty. I enjoyed it. I brought it back to the hotel and didn't end up eating it, but it was good enough that I was like, I'm going to take this back with me because yeah, I would like to night. revisit yeah, it. Yeah, that was our first night too. We're like, hey, you and, might want food later. Or well, something. I thought I might even eat it before one of the races. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll take it back. Yeah, I think Splitsville overall, I think was very well received across all four of us. I think what I liked about it, so it's, it's in the downtown Disney area, if you're not you know, if you're wondering where it is, they have a Splitsville and Walt Disney World as well. So you can bowl there. We didn't bowl. We just went to eat. But they had like live music playing. We went at night. It was really nice. I mean, it's a, it's a nice atmosphere. And I think for me, a lot of the places that are, are higher ranked have like a really cool vibe. Like yeah. there's a couple of places we ate at where I felt like the vibe elevated the overall the dining experience. experience. Yeah. Yeah. I will say for me, um, just because I think that, you know, I have a minor hearing issue that's undiagnosed that once the music started, I didn't quite enjoy the meal as much because it makes it hard for me to focus on two things at once. So when the music was loud and we were pretty close to the, we the stage, close, yeah. I was like really trying hard to focus on conversation. It wasn't as easy for me to follow after that person started to sing. Um, but the food itself was, I thought really good. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed eating on the patio. I think that did they have heaters on? They out did have there? heaters because yeah. yeah, it was, kinda, it was, it was, it was cold. colder at night. I will say, mine, the steak, it was a very big piece of steak. It was very tender, like really well done. I, I enjoyed it. You know, sometimes. Yeah, I like, feel like I tried it and I thought it was good too. Yeah, like sometimes steak, you know, like if it's overcooked or something, like it can be a little bit tough, but it, it was not overcooked at all. Very and, tender, very nice. And um, our friend Kiefer said that the uh, Impossible Burger was better than Burger King. Yeah, that was. They said that they rated that really high. So if you're, yeah. I, I didn't if realize, like, like when I, burgers, yeah, yeah, when I ate, you know, when I was a vegetarian, um, I didn't really realize that Burger King had that good. Well, I don't think they did back yeah, then. I was yeah, the, I yeah. don't, yeah. Yeah, they I, have the Impossible Whopper now. So, right. But that was kind of like the threshold for any Yeah, like, he was like, this, these are these are good. And this is a, this is better than that. He They really enjoyed the crinkle fries as well. I loved your shoestring fries. I will I'm say, a big fan of shoestring I fries. I got so many French fries. Mm -hmm. Like the, the plate was basically, because you got broccoli too, but the plate was basically... 60% french fries There's I feel like lot. like it, it was a crazy amount of french fries but they were really good so I gave it a 7 out of 10 overall Kiefer had a 7.5 Jennifer was at a 6 and Angela you were at a 7 as well so yeah. overall pretty highly rated Jennifer's issue I think why it wasn't higher is there was they were a little bit spicy yeah. and I don't think it really it was more sp spicy than than she liked and it really necessarily wasn't like advertised, wasn't advertised. as a spicy thing. Well, whenever you see more spicy, pineapple, so. yeah. you you think that the flavor profile is going to be sweet. So I can understand that because, you know, I like spice, but I would not expect something like I did not order that because I didn't want something that was sweet. Right. So. All right. And then moving on to Jolly Holiday. So this is a quick service restaurant in Disneyland. It is themed and i'm going to put that in air quotes to mary poppins because when you walk in there's not a lot of space there's not a lot of theming 
going on there. But this was one place that I really wanted to eat at because I've heard a lot of people talk about Jolly Holiday. It's a very highly rated quick service restaurant. Mm. A lot of people say, like, you got to eat here. You really want to go here. We've not had a chance to try it yet. So I, I told everybody, I want to go at some point to Jolly Holiday. I actually ate there twice. I ended up going back. So I ended up eating. You got two different things. I, I got, yeah, I got yeah. two different things. Um, so I, I got to kind of experience more of the menu. But I definitely wanted to, to try there. And I will say it did not disappoint. I had the Jolly Holiday combo. Um, Kiefer had that as well, which is a grilled cheese and tomato basil soup. And both of us rated it at a 6 out of 10. Not because the grilled cheese wasn't good. I probably, I mean... For me, it was probably more of a five. I was, I think I was pretty generous with a lot of these ratings because mine was not warm. It took us a long time to get our food. Um, well, I think that was because of me because I, I got... You like got a, something else. Yeah, I got yeah. like a special... I, I didn't want like the sauce on it. So I think they made mine special, which kind of delayed yours. I will say though, this is like what they're known for, this, this combo of the grilled cheese and, and soup. And we both said the same thing. Like the grilled cheese was good mine like i said the cheese was not really molten anymore it was like warmish yeah but we said that the soup did not stand on its own like it was delicious with the grilled cheese but once we were done with the grilled cheese and we still had soup left we tried it and it was just like eating like you know marinara sauce but my point on this is this is what they're known for this is what they sell and standing there watching them they pump them out like crazy this is all anybody is ordering are these grilled cheeses and soups you look and it's like a plate of three of them, a plate of four of them, a plate of two of them, a plate of four of them. That's all they do. And what was mind blowing was we, we checked a couple times because we were trying to mobile order initially. We checked a couple times and it was a two hour wait on insane. mobile order. And all they're doing, like they have the grilled cheeses made and that's all anybody's ordering and it's still two hour window. So we ended up waiting in line. I think the line was maybe like 20, 30 minutes. It's not that bad. So if you're on mobile order and you see it's two hours, just, just go, go wait in line. Because again, they get through people pretty quick because everybody always orders the same thing. And as but it's long amazing as how as much long as they your husband through. doesn't, you know, order yes. some sort of special thing that makes your grilled cheese sit out. It's so probably got, pretty enjoyable. So I got the roast beef and cheddar sandwich on a hoagie roll. I did not want the the sauce on it. I think it's I forget exactly what it was. I don't know if it's like a mayonnaise or mustard sauce or whatever. Oh, I don't blame you there. I didn't want that. So because of that, they had to like make it fresh and special, which then kind of delayed you getting your sandwich as well. But I thought mine was really good. So mine was eleven dollars. I will say the the Jolly Holiday combo was fourteen, just to kind of cover that. But it was really good. And I don't know, maybe because they did make it fresh, it was fresher, but the bread was super fresh and good in, in terms of like a hoagie roll for a sandwich. I thought the roast beef and the cheddar was really good. I got mine with potato chips, which were decent. Like they weren't like the best potato chips. They probably need a little bit more salt on them, yeah. I would say. But they had like salt packets that you could Yeah, you, you, could, you could add to it. But I thought it was great. Like I, I think in terms of a quick service... The roast beef sandwich was one of the best quick service items I've probably ever had at a Disney park. Like just the bread, the way how fresh it was. So I rated it an eight out of 10. I did go back later when you guys ate somewhere else. I got a grilled cheese from there because I was like, let me go back there. So what did you, did you, you got fries instead of the tomato soup, right? No, I got chips. You got chips. chips. Yeah, they have chips as, as an option. So I did get the grilled cheese. I'm with you. I don't think the grilled cheese is as good as the roast beef like the roast beef sandwich 
was great. They also have a turkey sandwich, which I'm sure is probably really good as well. But the grilled cheese was, it was okay. I kind of feel like it maybe suffers a little bit because they are just pumping them out so quickly. So I think it, I would definitely go back and eat here again, but I wouldn't get the grilled cheese. I would get the, the roast beef sandwich. And then our friend Jennifer ordered the cranberry pecan salad. It was mixed greens, spiced pecans, feta, tomatoes, dried cranberries, strawberry vinaigrette and a fresh breadstick so she said that the fresh like the breadstick was very dry um, yeah she rated that a five out of ten yeah and she wasn't really a huge fan of the salad i thought it looked good i will say it was only ten dollars i feel like that's a good deal i feel like my sandwich at 11 was a pretty good deal too again for a disney park we also tried a couple 14 dollars for the grilled cheese with tomato Tomato soup is like what yeah it's a little bit much we also tried a couple of the desserts so oh my gosh yeah they had a chocolate mousse brownie which i think was like a special brownie and if if you listen to the show like we've talked before like i've kind of sworn off these like special event things now this wasn't one that was like an instagram one um so i was like all right this seems okay let me try this actually tastes good it was really good i thought it was really good It it was probably one of the best like limited edition things that i tried i also feel like what they have there because it's like a bakery is like they just kind of rotate stuff out so it's maybe not necessarily like again it's not a they make it for instagram they just they switch it out but then you had the cherry vanilla macron and how was that i thought it was good like it was huge i ended up giving some to kefir um but i thought it was tasty i enjoyed it um i liked the parts where the cherry because it was like a almost like a filling and then like i guess the the it wasn't like the um filling was cherry flavored it was like i think that that was maybe the filling was vanilla flavored and there was some like jelly sort of stuff that was cherry and i thought that the cherry actually was too strong so i preferred the parts where it was only vanilla but i thought it was it was good and it was big so you can definitely give oh, some you to could somebody share else it. yeah for you sure could you could probably share it with three people if you wanted to yeah but like i said i I would recommend it as a quick service place. I think it's one of the better quick I mean, service restaurants. Ha- I think saying, it- saying what I said about it, I would still go back there because I think out of the other quick service places we went, that was still my favorite meal. Yeah, it's it's weird because at Disneyland, I feel like one, the, the sit-down restaurants are more casual. I feel like they're not rushing you through there like yeah. you are at Walt Disney World. It's, it's a more relaxed environment. And I feel like, and maybe this is just because we were trying a lot of different places, but I feel like at Walt Disney World, especially like Magic Kingdom, all the quick service places all serve the exact same thing. Yeah. And there's I, there's not yeah. really any difference between them. Whereas I feel like every place we ate at had a completely different menu. Yeah. Like, like there wasn't two places that had the exact same menu, which is kind of crazy to me. And so I feel like, is that just, is that Disneyland? Is that how they are? Or is it just kind of me misremembering how the parks are you know yeah i will say that disneyland severely lacks one thing and that one thing is suli canteen because suli canteen i'll say two things they also lack dole whip swirls you can't get the dole whip vanilla swirl yeah yeah i agree with that suli canteen suli canteen is hands down the best quick service restaurant in any of the parks i will fight somebody over that it is just so customizable and you can get like really delicious tofu there like um or like you could just soba noodles rice like i love it i think it stands out though 
because at Walt Disney World, most of the quick service is all so no. much the same. No, it. I mean, it is a great place to eat. But what I'm saying is, like, I think especially at Walt Disney World, it stands out as like. Well, it's very vi- different. Right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Whereas at like Disneyland, everything is so different. Not that it wouldn't stand out. Not that it wouldn't be good. But there's a lot of variety. I mean, they have the the whole new San Francisco area has like a real variety of food, kind of like that. Um, like Sully Canteen, you know, um, it's it's like Asian inspired and things like where it's a different like palette that you can get there that again, Walt Disney World doesn't have that. I think that's why Sully Canteen sticks out so much. Whereas like Disneyland has a lot of that variety I mean, already. So the thing that I think that Disneyland sort of has over Disney World is Disney World is very commercialized, whereas Disneyland feels more like a hometown sort of park. Oh yeah. 100%. So I feel like, you know, they have that they're so things are so different because they're just catering to a cl- a crowd with a diverse palette and Disney world is catering to, Hey, there's a whole bunch of families that are going to come here and bring their kids here. Let's everyone, let's just have chicken fingers and let's make sure everyone has hamburgers and maybe some pizza. Let's make sure we have pretzels all over the park. You could not find a pretzel to save your life. Yeah. I could not find a Mickey pretzel at all. Yeah. And I just realized I, I think only that had, they have them. It's just I only have one Mickey bar. When I got home, I was like, I only had one Mickey bar that whole and time. And they have the superior they Mickey, have the bars best Mickey bars because yeah. they're on dry ice. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, I think that Disneyland definitely does have that over Disney the World. Food, yeah. Um, but yeah, Sully Canteen though can't can't be replaced. All right. So riding off the hive, Jolly Holiday, we move, we start heading down. Now this isn't this isn't <laughs> this the one is out not, of t- yeah, the one this, out of ten. Yeah. But we ate at Wine Country Trattoria. This is over at Disney California Adventure. I will say, I think our issue was the service. So it wasn't that the food was not good. It's just the service was not good. Yeah, I was going to say, my vegetable lasagna was a 9 out of 10, I'd say, because... It is very difficult to find lasagna that's not, you know, like with a bunch of meat in it. I don't like that. So I... Here's the interesting thing about it, though. So it was $22, just to let everybody know. But it's vegetable lasagna, but it comes with meat sauce. Yeah, it comes with bolognese sauce, which which is silly. Um, But yeah, it has mushrooms, eggplants, bell pepper. And then um, both me and Kiefer got it. And the interesting thing is I loved mine. Mine was very, you know, like really well done. His, he liked his too, but his was cold yeah so we both got the same thing but his was not you know warm and mine was yeah so that was one of the issues finish it like we both enjoyed it but it was the service right so So that was one of the issues with the services his you know his came out cold so yeah he he was at a four out of ten again just because like overall service and his food was cold jennifer and i both got the spaghetti Aglio-olio? Yeah, I was just saying, I'm not even going to try to say that. Yeah, I think that I think it's aglio-olio. So that was $20 and it comes with vegetables, so it was broccoli and tomatoes and there's like a, a garlic lemon sauce on it. Now, it's plant-based. I added chicken to mine um, to put chicken on it, but this was one of the other things where it got confusing and I think, I don't know if it was just like a mix-up or what. Because like our server... It like, was like because, I feel like it was because Kiefer and I ordered the same exact thing. Yeah. And I almost wonder if he, because you guys got the same thing, he just got his wires crossed and assumed that she also wanted the chicken. Right. Um, but I'm pretty sure, like, sh- didn't she ask something about it being vegetarian too? Yeah, maybe, yeah, she, yeah, she asked vegan, about being, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, plant-based or vegan. And I will say, I mean, even overall, like, I just feel like the service... Like, he didn't seem like he was fully paying attention. Yeah, to us yeah. and just came around. And so, so hers came out with chicken in it, which obviously being vegan, 
you don't, you don't want, want that. chicken. Yeah. So had to send that back to get a new one. So she did get a new one. Again, that took some time. I mean, I, cold. I think Kiefer and I might have been done with ours oh, yeah, by, we, the yeah, by the time hers. she got hers. I mean, hers. it didn't take like, you know, five minutes. They had to completely make hers from scratch. Right. Exactly. So that was kind of the big issue with it. I also feel like this is a sit-down restaurant. It's an Italian restaurant. It's trying to be a little bit more upscale. I feel like it needed like a bread service or something. Like when you go to La Cellier and you sit down, they have bread service like now they do sell at wine country they do have um like i think it's like a cheesy like pull apart garlic bread or something like that as like an appetizer we did not get that um so i I get you know they want people to buy that but i feel like they could have had like some bread and oil or something like it just it needed something because again we were waiting for the service we were waiting for our food you're kind of just sitting there and it feels like you should have something to kind of eat so i I think that they they, did a little bit for me they did make good on like their i think their her meal was comped yeah so i mean it wasn't like there was no recourse for what happened but still i mean i don't know like it does it bugs me that like they made it they made it with the chicken i'm wor- i worry that like they threw that away and then it's like okay well you know like yeah it, it, then that chicken goes to waste it's just it, it's frustrating because it's like okay just pay attention and that happens sometimes like when you're when i ate you know, I was strictly vegetarian. Sometimes my food would come with meat and I'm like, I would eat it. Cause I'm like, well, the point of me being a vegetarian is to not eat meat. And then whenever you put it on my plate, I, if I send it back, you're just going to throw it away. So I'm just going to eat it. But I don't know. It's just, that's, that, that's kind of frustrating that they, he didn't listen. And then that probably went to waste. Yeah. I mean, I think overall, I mean, my spaghetti, it was decent. It wasn't anything great. I kind of liked at, at DCA last time we were there, we ate at the Lamplight Lounge. Yeah, I that felt was like good. sitting on the water there, like the food was better, the, the vibe the was better. The ambiance was really yeah, great. Yeah, so like to I me, would definitely go back there next yeah. time. So to kind of comparing the two, Wine Country is lower for me. So I, yeah, I we had, had the it, mimosa flight there too, yeah. didn't we? Well, that Lamplight, was fun. Yeah, so I had it at a six overall. So definitely this was not, not one of the better ones. You really liked your food, but. To me, it's it's not something I feel like I would need to go back to. Yeah. And speaking of mimosas, now we get to the creme de la creme yeah, this, of th- our dining experience. Yeah, this was the best dining experience I've ever had at a Disney park. And Amazing. this was the Napa Rose Princess Adventures Breakfast. And interestingly enough, we had uh, Ben, a listener over on Instagram, Ask us a while ago if we could do a review of this. Oh, Ben, we well, got you. Yeah. So we, got we finally you. got to Disneyland and did this. I will say this is $135 a person. Very expensive. It's but also, you feel like you get your money. It's worth. also $135 per child, which I feel like is not worth it in any way, shape, or form to pay $135 for a kid. On I feel this. like I got as much out of it more. Well, obviously, I'm an adult, so I eat more, but as much out of it as a child would have. Yeah, I, f- I feel like as an adult, it makes more sense because you can eat more food. Mm-hmm. They, you do get a free glass of champagne or a mimosa, your first one. So like again, a kid's not going to get that. So usually like these character breakfasts. So this is a character breakfast. You, you meet all the princesses. Usually it's like a little bit cheaper for kids than it is adults. It's weird that this is the exact same price because again... I feel like it's, it's a lot like, to pay for. A it's kid. not like as an adult, we were locked out of any of the stuff that the kids could do. Like we were. So one of the like events of the meal is Rapunzel reads a story to the kids. 
we were told, you know, that it oh, was they going came and down. Told us. Yeah. yeah, they came and told us. I went and sat on the floor with the kids because I was like, I want to feel like a kid. And it was so cute, by the way, because she reads the story, but there's not very much of a story. Well, it's her story. It's, basically, it's her story. It's tangled, very but it brief is, It is like, yeah, a like maybe half a page version of her story but it is hilarious her interaction with the children like just so well done because the kids just pop out with the craziest things I mean being a teacher I'm used to this and when you deal with little kids you know if you have kids at home you know the things that they say like you might say hey where would you like to travel and then a kid's like Bluey's from Australia like this actually happened um it was so cute and hilarious just to see the different ways they went the one kid said it was her birthday or her birthday was like yeah, in a month just gonna, yeah just, yeah so yeah. i mean it was cool interactions so. yeah it was just like a very typical but it, it was cute so so let's kind of just start from the beginning so yeah. so you you go in this is at the uh disney grand california this is at the hotel this is in, in napa rose so you go for breakfast when you first walk in rapunzel is there mm-hmm. so you get your chance to meet rapunzel she's well, and if somebody else is interacting there's a table and you can play tic-tac-toe right yeah on the so, table, so you're kind of fun. like in the lobby like waiting you get to meet rapunzel and then they take you to your table and cast member there was amazing i wish i remembered his name but he was awesome and then they take you to your table and you know they, they give you kind of like a quick rundown but essentially it's three courses and we'll kind of get into the food and the different courses but it's a three course meal mm-hmm. but then there are princesses there and they tell you you can kind of go out in between your courses to go meet the princesses and they and told they, us roughly how long they would be yeah, and it was rotate. really well timed out yeah so they have three princesses out there so they had um uh, we saw jasmine pocahontas and Aurora, tiana, tiana and, yeah. uh, they had ariel and they had Belle. And they're kind of like out on the patio and then one of them is inside. So there's like three out at a time and then they kind of rotate every like 15 or 20 minutes. And then one of them's inside and there's a photo pass photographer there. Yeah. And your photo is included. So you get two princesses. So we had Ariel and Belle with a photo pass photographer mm-hmm. taking pictures and those are included as well. So you don't need to like buy the photos extra. So th- again, it's a lot of money, it was, but you do get some photos. You do get the free mimosa. It was Belle so. in her, like her blue costume. It not, was. Not yeah. the, yeah. like the yellow dress. Cause right. every, it's so funny. Like when we've been talking about this, I'm like, Belle was there. And then I keep thinking like, Oh no, it's like her and her like provincial town outfit, right. not her and her gown. And then Raya was just walking around the Raya tables. Raya was so just cool. Just to talk to you. So. And I love the difference in her personality from the other ones because you know raya is you know her her whole situation in the movie is like she's more in like a i don't know like post-apocalyptic sort of situation so she had more of an attitude when she posed for photos like she wasn't like really a like she smiled for like maybe a couple of them but she had like that attitude pose which i loved but it was really cool to get to see her and meet her because i know that she does go around the parks but i don't think we'd ever seen her before so it was cool to have an interaction with her yeah and then one thing that i found really interesting and our our friends were the ones that made the reservation so i had to ask them i was like when you made the reservation like was it full like was it hard to get a reservation and they're like oh yeah like we had an alert up to do to do the reservation something became available and we got it because it was very empty sparsely packed and going to see all the princesses we walked up we were there was maybe one or two other people like you we we had a chat with them we put it wasn't like you felt rushed, we in, rushed in any way that there was a line of people behind you that you have to get through whereas i feel like some of the character meals 
you know, and I'm, even we were walking past another character meal where it was Mickey and Minnie and Chip and Dale, and they're coming around all the tables to try to like see everybody, and they're trying to move through quick. You go to the princesses. There weren't many people there. I have to imagine that that restaurant was a quarter full, if that. And so I was wondering, is this just something not a lot of people go to? Or is it the price difference, potentially? Well, yeah, but, yeah. but it, seems like, it seems like it was sold out, though. So maybe some people either didn't show up last minute, maybe they canceled last minute, or Disney purposely keeps this low, so the price is high. They don't have a lot of tables in there so that you have a great experience. Because yeah. if you are paying $135, you, you don't want to be top right, notch. You don't want to be fighting a lot of people. And it was top notch. It was Yeah, I only had to fight one person, so that was good. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing was is every time we got up and came back to the table, like all our silverware, like everything was reset. Oh, that was that was kind of like it was like um we it were was like in, being at like we Beast were at Castle. Beast Castle yeah, like, like the, be our guest. Yeah, like our napkin was alive and every time we walked away around like away, it would fall like refold yeah. itself. Well, or like their coffee cups like kept changing. Yeah, yeah as soon as we funny. sat down, I mean the napkin was a rose in the cup. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was great. So overall, I mean the service was top Impeccable. notch. Like you said, the cast members were great, the service was top notch. It was a very like intimate setting very relaxed i think we were there like two hours i mean it's it it's, was it's a very just relaxed meal you get to see the princesses again you have three courses it was just it was a blast yeah and so kind of like to just go through the food part right um we started off they handed us a menu and i wanted to try one of the drinks yep. so um i can't remember which one of these i ordered i think you listed you two got the up. lost wand and forgotten magic oh, words. okay so that was the full name yeah, i thought that, it was that's two different it, drinks no there. that's what it's called it was 17 dollars. yeah it was but expensive. you said it was great yeah it was really really good i think i ordered two drinks while i was no not there but like two drinks whenever we were just like in the parks um there was another one that i ordered this one i thought was was really tasty though like it was like a rummy drink of some sort it had like a sweet like fruity taste i really enjoyed it so um that was good and then let's kind of talk about the courses yeah so the first course is the starter so, so it was like the bread course i'd say like kind, of, kind they, of they bring it out it's a tower of food again all presentation all great oh my goodness it was chef louis lobster roll tiana's beignets and this is this all themed around like the princesses yeah which i thought it was weird that it's chef louis because i didn't think he was like he's kind of like a villain somewhat in, yeah, in ariel and the rest of them were all named around in ariel per- in the little mermaid <laughs> and all of them are, are named around like the other princesses but i guess like if ariel's like cooking lobster that might not be a good look they could have just said you know sebastian's lobster yeah rolls. but you don't want sebastian cooking, <laughs> cooking lobster so that's why well, they make chef Louis or the being bad the guy. role himself they, they make chef Louis the bad guy yeah so you have tiana's beignets uh jasmine's banana wrap and pocahontas's cornbread so that was the starters. Yeah. Oh, all I, of it was great. Oh wait, um, I think we're missing two the gray stuff. We had the gray. Oh, that's stuff. right. The it gray was stuff was delicious. There. Yeah. Yep. No, I'm it just was. kidding. He, I don't like the gray stuff. I thought I've, it was good. I've never enjoyed it. it. Like we've got it over in Disney World. I and then um, over at I think it was Gaston's, and yeah. then um, we had it here. I but I thought the beignets, the were, beignets were the were star great. of the right. show. Yeah. I thought because we we've had beignets in the parks before, like the Mickey beignets, and have not been that impressed with them but these beignets were delicious yeah i kind of like there were a couple things in this particular course that i would have gotten more of i'm sure if you probably asked they would have given them to you that would have been one and then there's also was a little like bread basket that came with oh, that's this right. yeah. and there was something I, I don't know exactly what they were they said what they were but there was one that was like a strawberry something there was a twist that was uh like a cinnamon twist i that was my favorite it was like very flaky and there was one other thing that I can't quite... Oh, it was a scone. There was a scone, too. And 
also at our table because our friend is vegan she had her own versions of all of this stuff as well yeah yeah they did a really good job of as they brought of like this is the plant-based one this isn't because some of the stuff was very it was similar just made with different ingredients the the second course kind of like the entree it's a buffet you can go up it's all you can eat but they had some like really great stuff up there so they had colors of the wind waffle mickey waffles like which were were, waffles with fruity pebbles in them they were okay they were cute um but they had short rib there they had truffle mac and cheese they also had a lot of like fruit just regular mickey waffles waffles. yeah chicken and waffles the chicken with those waffles was amazing it was really tasty yeah they had bacon, I think turkey sausage. So a yeah. lot of options there, eggs, um, all sorts of stuff. They also brought you out these like steak fries in this, in the, uh, like a basket full of steak fries for the you table. You loved those. Delicious. They were Those okay. were great. I, yeah, I loved them. I thought they were, they were great. And then for dessert, they had Ariel's Dingle Hopper Vanilla Cake Pops, which had a little tiny fork in it, which was really cute. It was cute. That one was one that was like, dis- none of us at the table, they had a different version of it. But none of us really were a big fan of that I, one. I was to say, I think for me, the desserts were... Were the low point of the Were the, the meal. low point. Yeah. I, I really wasn't over the moon about like any of the desserts. I liked Tiana's pistachio macarons. Yeah. And they were, they were, were like good. frogs. Yeah. They, they were little they, frogs. They were, they were, they were really the good. And they also had Aurora's uh, chocolate cream puffs. So, and I'm just not a cream puff person, yeah, so, really. So, uh, it was okay, but... Yeah. I mean, the desserts were good. But like at that point, too, you had eaten so much yeah. other food. Like you really didn't care. I thought that the... I actually enjoyed the bread like the bread basket that came with the first course as the dessert better than I enjoyed the dessert itself. Yeah. Because I think those were all really tasty, delicious pastries. One last thing I want to say about this. So overall, highly recommend. We all gave it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, we, we loved it. said it was, it was all phenomenal. One other thing that like stuck out to me, the interactions with the princesses, is they all mentioned... Are you going to the, what are you guys doing today? Oh, we're like, oh, we're going to the theme parks. Oh, what are you, what are you riding? What are you going to do? We're like, Honda Mansion? Oh, that's fun. Um, oh, wait. Then they said, I think Rapunzel, one of them, Rapunzel said so, Mother Gothel yeah, really likes yeah, that mother, ride. I find it a little scary yeah, or something. Yeah, so like they were all referencing the theme parks, referencing Disneyland. And I was like. They referenced I, the other princesses. Right. I was like, I've never heard the Disney characters, the princesses, like acknowledge they're in a theme park, acknowledge like the real world around them. And it was kind of like jarring at first, but they were all doing it. I was like, this is, this is cool. Like you were in, it, it reminded me somewhat of being on the star cruiser where it felt like I'm not at a photo op with a princess. This is like a reality. This is, yeah, this is reality. This is just a normal character. This is a person. They happen to be Ariel or bell or Tiana, you know, like they happen to be these people but, and they're asking me about my day. Right. But they are in this world. It's not like they're from, you know. A galaxy far, far away. Exactly. <laughs> right. Or they're not, you know, from some enchanted library. Like, they're they're in this world. Disneyland exists. So, that was a really, like, from, interesting experience. They weren't from yeah. under the sea. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, like, it was it was just a cool thing that, like, kind of, like, I noticed. Um, but it was, it was really interesting how they did yeah, that. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. So, moving on to the Palm Breeze Bar. And this is at the new tower at the disneyland hotel so this is the new bar there and this is another one where like the vibe elevated it like yeah. you, it's it's kind of it's outdoors which was it was cold but they had a heater yeah so we were like the positioning of it is like the building is sort of over top well of that's the you. thing yeah you're outdoors but 
you're like under the building. Yeah. It's, a, it's a really interesting thing. And you're the pool right by the pool. was yeah. off to the side. And then I don't remember what was on the right side, but like the way that I was at least oriented. But it was, I think it was because we were under the building. Like it was so cold. Because I think cold. the wind was sort of whipping through there. Nice thing is that they had a heater that they were able, first of all, they gave us blankets, which you want to, you want to win me over. Give me a cozy blanket. Yeah. And so that was really nice. And then we eventually got the heater pulled over to us too, which felt good. But the bl- the blanket was was a game changer. Yeah, and I will say this place it's new because the, the new tower, this is the new DBC tower. It just opened. Not a lot of people know about this, so like right now it's kind of a bit of a quiet yeah, spot. We walked up and we're seated within yeah, a couple a, minutes. Couple minutes. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's it's a little bit of a hidden gem right now. I feel like once summer comes, it's and gonna once pop People off. start saying that. Yeah, like. People are really going to start going there. It's going to be harder to get into. So if you want to be cool, if you want to be a trendsetter like us, go go, go hang out. And we didn't have any inside information no. on this. Nobody suggests this. We just knew. We knew this was going to be awesome. Yeah, we knew. So go it wasn't pa- like our friends told Next us. Next time you're at Disneyland, be like, guys, take your friends. We got to go to the Palm Breeze Bar. Yeah. This is hot new spot at Disneyland. You're going to love it. And then you can tell everybody about it. And then when it blows up in a year, you're going to be like, I was on the cutting edge of that. Yeah. But I have to talk real quick about this place because I th- I really, really enjoyed my drink there. Really enjoyed it. You took a sip and immediately went 40 out of 10. <laughs> that's, that's literally what you did. You said 40. This is a 40 out of 10. Yes. You broke the rating scale on yes. this. So I got the 5550, which is coconut rum, frozen coconut puree, peach juice and mint um to me it it tasted like a very very good pina colada like i'm a fan of i'm a big fan of a pina colada i really like fruity um i don't like coconut i like coconut flavor but i don't like like if i eat a cookie with coconut in it i don't like the texture but i like the flavor of it and this was a very very good one so if you're a person who's like had a pina colada and you're like i like this it that is that is your order if you like fruity um and coconut flavor yeah and that was 16 dollars. yeah and then uh, so that was really good i think you know in terms of the food everybody gave it like a six or a seven out of ten i went eight out of ten um but what we had i i had the burger just kind of plain burger i thought it was a a Solid burger, juicy, good fries. Again, with the vibes, just the whole atmosphere of it had me eight out of ten. I was the only one that liked the fries. Everybody else, like everybody else's comments were it would have been higher if it wasn't for the fries. And everybody was kind of going around. I was like, I actually thought the fries were good. So depending on what you think of the fries is gonna kind of color your results here. But the burger was $26. Also had the garden pizza, which was $24. Ahi tuna tataki, which was $29, and then a spicy, crispy chicken sandwich, which was $23. And don't forget the avocado and lime hummus dip because that for me was my favorite part. So our friends ordered that as like an appetizer. I thought that the dip was really good. It came with some crisp veggies and also the pita chips. And I'm not usually a pita chip person, but the pita chips with that had such a good flavor to them. They were really crispy um, and really fresh. And that was delicious. I thought that was really good. Yeah, I was say you weren't I as big a big, fan of the pizza. The pizza was was good. I just could, and I know that like my friend really liked it. Like I kind of shared. We all kind of shared some food. So I had some of the tuna. I thought the tuna was really good. I'm not a big fish 
person per se. Like I like salmon. Um, but that was kind of nice to get a chance to try the tuna because it kind of reminded me that I do like that. But yeah, my pizza was was good. It was kind of hard to eat and I could tell it was vegan um because like the cheese was a little bit on the slimy side oh, okay. um and like it so was just like floppy yeah, yeah like it was just kind of a, for me it was a little bit of a like a texture thing and then like the flavor profile wasn't exactly where i like it, it wasn't because it was vegan it was just because it's just like the flavors weren't really yeah. my kind of flavors yeah and, and jennifer and kiefer they also got an order of the fries so that's how yeah. everybody had the fries so again kiefer said seven out of ten eight if not for the fries <laughs> Jennifer was the the same thing. Um, And then their friend Danny was there. She was the one that got the crispy chicken sandwich. She liked it. She liked that the the chicken wasn't too thick. So there was like a good like bread to chicken ratio. Um, And like it was a good nice like bread and butter pickles. She rated it a 6 out of 10. Again, said it would have been a 7 or an 8 if not for the fries. We were going around. I was like, you know, I asked everybody else like, okay, what did you think? Give me your review. And everybody's like, oh, you know, six, it would have been seven if not for the fries, seven, maybe eight yeah, if not for the, the fries. Yeah, the fries weren't good. I don't, and th- then, I don't know And then why. it comes to me and I was like, I actually kind of like the fries, guys, um, <laughs> but maybe I was wrong. So I like the fries. I thought with the vibes, the food, everything, it was a fun time. They have a lot of TVs there. So like there was a football game going on. Not that like we wanted to watch the football game, but I could see that being a cool place. Like if there's some event going on, yeah. you know, and like your kids want to go swimming, you want to have something to eat. Like it, it's going to be a great place this summer. So that's why I said eight. So, I mean, I, th- I think it was one of the, one of my favorite places I think we ate at. There wasn't Napa Rose that like as a terms of a sit down restaurant during this trip. By the way, I predicted it at this point of the show. I am now hungry. You're hungry. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I'm going to need a snack after this. All right. So we had a couple like just great experiences. <laughs> we had, you know, the, the new restaurant <laughs> at the Disneyland hotel, the vibes were great. It was cold, but it was still a lot of fun. We had Napa Rose, which was just, Hey, but, the cold never bothered me anyway. <laughs> exactly. It was just, but Napa Rose just top notch in all levels of service and food. And now we are going, this is it. This is the one out of 10 Harbor gallery. So I did not eat a Harbor gallery. This is when I went back to Jolly holiday yep. and I got a grilled cheese Good sandwich. There. And I think this was a great call. You all wanted to go there because there was a vegetable stew. It is yeah. 12.50. It's served in a sourdough bowl. Yeah. So I was really excited about this because... Everybody was again, excited about this. Like, you know, now, now that I like do eat meat again, like I still do like to stick mostly, like eating a lot of vegetarian you stay, stuff. Yeah, you stay pretty vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. Like, but then every now and again, because my body just does not like not, not eating meat, then I, then I'll have some meat. But like, I was really excited about this because I really liked a good, like a good soup. I like a lot of vegetables and I feel like sometimes whenever you go on vacation, you kind of stay, steer clear of those healthier foods. And I want to make sure that like my body is getting that stuff. So you know, I asked sort of like, Hey, where could we eat that might have some really good vegetarian stuff? And they, our friends were like, Oh, well there's this, like we've never had it before, but they wanted to try it. Yeah. They wanted to try it. I was like, yeah, let's go there. So we go there, we get the soup. It comes in. It's a stew. Yeah. It's a stew. It's a stew. And it's supposed to be in a sourdough bowl. Yes. Well, I mean, it was, it was very, very much in a sourdough bowl. But that's what I came back and and you guys were done. And I was like, how was it? And you guys were all like, one out of 10, avoid this place. Yeah. You said so, it was like two spoonfuls, like okay. spoonfuls of stew. So normally when you get a cup, and if you're watching this on, you're online, think, you're you'll be able like to Panera. see it. You're thinking like a Panera bread bowl, right? No, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to use my water bottle as reference. So those of you listening, 
it is like when I say a cup, it is not very much. But on here, I'll show you like this is probably how much stew there was. So it was probably like a couple inches worth of stew in a very small, like in a regular size. It was cup. mostly bread. It was yeah. almost entirely bread. And the other part that we really all kind of dinged it for was it was spicy. And I don't think secretly it was... Secretly spicy. That's what I you guys said. Yeah. I don't know that it even said it was spicy, did it? Well, that's what you guys said. It was secretly spicy. There was no mention of it, but yeah, it had was... a kick to it. And it wasn't... There wasn't much stew to begin with. And it had a hot but kick it was, to it. It was so... So again, like, I like spice. But it was to the point where I was starting, like my nose was starting to run and it was to the point where I was like, okay, this is my sort of- My face would have melted off. It, this was like, it was a spice level that was to the point where I was like, this is starting to interfere with my enjoyment of what there is here because it just is, it's just a little bit too yeah. much. If that and, was hitting you that much, my face would have melted right, off Right. And exactly. Like, and it, as being, and it, you know, I'm sure that there are tons of people that would be like, oh, this wasn't spicy at all. But, um- and like, you, I mean, you can handle a lot of spice, but if your yeah. like, nose was running, it had to be pretty spicy. Yeah, it was pretty, it was, it was pretty spicy. And again, like our friend doesn't like spice. And then she takes like, I think she ended up eating like two or three spoonfuls and was like, I can't. Yeah. And then she ended up eating a lot of the bowl. And then her husband, like, like luckily they only ordered one because he wasn't hungry. Cause that was, I think the same day we, was that the same day we ate at Napa? I feel like we I ate, can't remember. It blends, it all blends together. We had eaten, I feel like a good bit that yeah. day. And so we, I think Jennifer and I were kind of like, you know what, maybe we should just like eat something because I think if we don't eat at this point, we're going to be hungry. And um, he was kind of like, no, I'm, I'm good. And it was good. It was a good thing because she ended up basically giving him most, most of, of what that she ate. But it wasn't very good. Now, I will say the one thing that is redemptive quality of this place was there was a really cool show. That's what I was going to say. The one saving grace of this is that it is right on like right by where you get to like Tom Sawyer Island mm -hmm. and like the canoe. So you're kind of right on the water there where like the stage where they do Fantasmic is, but they, so we were there at night and they have like a little jazz band well, come out on the water. And you missed this. There was yeah. a show before that. Cause you were over at Jolly holiday. There was a show on water screens that was all about a frog. It's really cute. We didn't, we couldn't fully see everything because we were in the back set of tables. There's like a front set of tables. There were none available at the time. And then a back set of tables. And so we kind of could see that. And what was really nice was there was a cast member there cleaning tables and she was really sweet. Like one of the, um, the group that was by the water got up when the jazz band was out. And so she went like, she rushed over there and cleaned off the table and I, I, I wish I remembered her name, but she immediately like rushed over to our table and was like, they're going to drive past here. Like you guys should move over there. So it was really sweet again. Like, you know, that was a special like cast member interaction because she went above and beyond to try to like make our experience yeah, better. Yeah, it was a good experience. Yeah. She so I heard us talking about how terrible the food was. It's like, <laughs> I got to turn this around. No, I think that she was just purely doing it to be sweet. I, she yeah. like complimented Jennifer on a couple things and like, it was, it was just cute. So, um, so that was definitely a plus, but the food one out of 10 yeah, would not so recommend. It. Do not get that unless, and again, it would have also been good if I felt like the sourdough was good, the bread itself I thought was pretty bland. It wasn't like, it didn't have that like strong, good, like sourdough taste. It was, it was just like, it was just bread to me, like yeah. nothing special. All right. So a couple other places here you ate at Clarabelle's ice cream. <laughs> um, my, my review was taste like ice cream. Exactly. It was dryers, which is 
Edie's, I believe, yeah. over on the East Coast ice cream. And it, again, it, it, it just tasted like something. You that, had vanilla. You said it tastes like ice cream. Yeah, it wasn't like a good vanilla. Jennifer had the um, dairy-free banana split, gave it a 7 out of 10, said it was good. Yeah. Um, I also ate at Flo's V8. I got the Ramones Low and Slow Club, which is $13. Turkey Club with fries. I will say this. I always like Flo's. I always thought it's a solid, quick service place to go to. Um, it's a, it's a great place in DCA if you're going to something quick. I think they have like, they have a good like steak fry there. Mm. Always thought it was good. Then I ate at Jolly Holiday. And, I, <laughs> and so I ate at Flo's after that. I was like, this isn't as good. Like yeah. it's not as good as that roast beef sandwich I had over at Jolly Holiday with again, that fresh bread. So it kind of knocked Flo's down for me. So I only gave it a five out of 10. I think the, the bread is like it's not that good. At, I don't want to say it's soggy because it wasn't soggy, but like so, it just wasn't fresh. It doesn't have like a good snap to it. It's not like a toasted bread, I feel like. I think that it almost sounds to me like your bread experience was similar to our bread experience with the bread bowls. Yeah. Or at least mine. I don't, I feel like they like the bread. I did I did not I did not like it. Yeah. So, so I, I still think Flo's is a is a solid choice if you're over at DCA. But I do kind of feel like now if I'm at Disneyland and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of hungry, it's not that hard to walk over to Disneyland and get yeah. something to eat that I probably would prefer to go over to Jolly Holidays now. And then you also tried the new Aunt Cass's Cafe. I got the soba noodle salad, which was $14. It was tofu, cabbage, edamame, carrots, roasted corn, scallions, and cilantro topped with crispy shallots and sesame ginger dressing. It was very... Um, I don't know. I would say fermented tasting. Like it didn't, it, the ginger I felt like was very strong. It wasn't like if you sometimes go to like a hibachi restaurant and the ginger like has a really good taste to it. Mm -hmm. it I rated it at a five out of 10. It was something that was fine. Like I ate it, but it wasn't something that I would necessarily go out of my way to order again. And if I remember, I probably won't order it again. Right. Um, but I could see me being there being like, Oh, I want something with, cause basically the reason why I ended up eating there was I said to Jennifer, like, I actually really would like to eat something with tofu um, here. And that was, the only option was to get that so like that was when that was the point where i actually said i miss suli canteen because yeah. they have really they good have really tofu good yeah and that that's the thing i mean like some of these especially with like the quick service where sometimes it is a little bit of just like convenience like the, i want a specific thing this is the mm -hmm. only place to go to and, and same with like like i said flows like i think it's still a solid option like if you're in dca and you're really hungry it's not usually a really long wait it's pretty easy to mobile order at it's still a solid option i mean it's better than just like a chicken finger or something you know like which they have those there but mm -hmm. um or you know like like you said like it's maybe not something you'd order but like if you were there and you were hungry it's, it's a solid option you know yeah but i just i do feel like there's better quick service options or even like table service options. Like if you can get in the Lamplight Lounge at DCA, I think that's probably your best option over there. Jolly Holiday is great. Stay away from Harbor Gallery. But, you know, like there, you there, can there's take your there. food to eat over there, though, because that was a, that was a good place to eat over there. Oh, right. Yeah, because you got a great uh -huh. you got a great view of the river and everything like that. Just make so. sure you have like a, a heavier jacket if it's cold outside well, it's cold, yeah. because the, there's a little bit of a breeze coming off of the water. Like when we moved even over that one table, I was kind of like, oh, it's a little chillier right here. Or maybe it was just in my mind. But yeah. But so overall, I think we had 
really great meals. I mean, again, ate a, like a, a wide variety of places, quick service, sit down uh, restaurants, did not eat the same thing twice, like the whole time I was there. Yeah, and like, I mean, it was a great experience. And so Jennifer and Kiefer did a really excellent job too, of just like making sure we were eating at different places. Um, they were the ones that encouraged us to eat over at um, the new hotel, like the new uh, the Palm Breeze bar. Yeah, yeah because I mean, we they, they actually, booked a lot of the, the reservations. Yeah, and we stuff, had, yeah. we had originally, we were going to go eat at the Grand, but we'd eaten there before. So they were yeah. like, hey, do you want to try this new place? And we, they had been there, been there before. Yeah, and they were... Yeah, yeah so we're not the our, trendsetters. They are. Yeah, they, are, they the are the trendsetters. They yeah. are the ones. They yeah. are the secret that I that I um alluded to that we yeah. we didn't find it. But anyway, they did a great job. When I said I wanted tofu, Jennifer was the one that jumped on her phone and found that place. So yeah, they, thanks to them because they showed us a really good time. Yeah, hundred percent. So so hopefully this was helpful to like all of our listeners of some new options that maybe you didn't know of at Disneyland to eat at maybe some options you now know to avoid. Maybe you're like, wow, that princess breakfast sounded really good. Mm. Book it. Highly recommend yes. it. So again, just giving people options. Cause it's sometimes hard to try a variety of different things, but I feel like we tried or, a wide variety of food. So hopefully you kind of get a good like flavor for what's or out where there. You see where, when you see a price tag, like $135 at Napa Rose, you're like, mm, should I spend that money? Yeah, 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 it's yeah, really good. Yeah, it's so, really good. All right, but that wraps up the show this week. I want to thank everybody again for listening. If you've not done so, please leave us a rating or a review. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It really helps, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for lending us your ears. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you here next Monday. Bye bye.